Hi ho wee way! How's it going? What's up, anime? I hope you had a good holiday as well, anime. I did as uh I had a nice dinner with my parents and uh yeah. Went well. Nice intimate thing. Yeah, yeah. So today our AI generated TV is going a little bit differently. Instead of doing a whole episode dedicated to one show, every story, every show, we're going to change the channel and do something else. So, if you want a show that you want to see AI generated, let me know. Let me just drop it in the comments. Could be a game show, could be a talk show, could be a sitcom, could be anything. And then we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll finagle some things. We'll take some suggestions and uh, have the AI just step through. So, if you've got an idea for a show you want to watch right now, other than this one, AI PD, I, I knew that was coming. Uh, yeah, let me know. What you in the mood for? Some morning cartoons? Some... Could be anything. The View, but with aliens? The View, but with... 60s Batman. Okay, I'll do some 60s Batman. Let's do, uh, you are Batman, and it is the roaring 60s. I think that's all we need. I think we can just go with that. Let's see what happens. You have just taken your first step into a new era of crime fighting, but you must not forget where you came from. A few years ago, you were one man in an endless war against evil. Hold on one second here. There we go. All right. So it seems, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You know, regular crime fighting is just not up to snuff. No problem, anime. Yeah. The 60s show, I, you know, I've only watched a handful of clips. I don't think I've ever watched through the entire show. But maybe, you know, it's over this uh, coming uh, break. I should di uh, dive into it. I love Adam West. And it's very, there's a lot of funny things that you could snip out of that. Uh, let's see. What, what's our mission today? The commissioner calls you. King Tut, Egghead, and Bookworm. You know what? You gotta love that. How cartoony it was. Not everything needs to be so serious. I'm waiting for shows that return to like just absolute absurdity. Everything's gotta be a gritty drama now or a dramedy or a... Uh, yeah, it's just like, come on, can't a big marshmallow man just be trying to turn a whole lake into marshmallows? Like, what happened to that? It doesn't need to be his end in the world. It doesn't also need to be like, maybe it's evil because he doesn't realize the side effects. But marshmallow man, that means none of us is going to have clean drinking water. Oh, I don't care. I just want my marshmallows. I live off the marshmallows. In the 60s show, they relied on Batman and Robin to do everything. You know what? <laughs> I think I think that's kind of true throughout the series. It's like, come on. <laughs> they go to the light so often. They, they go to it so often that they needed a light. Hey, let's go to the roof and just hit the Batman signal when things get too hard. It's like, you're not even going to try to solve it yourself? We got all the kidnappings and the babies and the, the you know, missing persons, but... You know, when another supervillain's involved, we're just going to not even attempt to solve it. We're just going to hit the light and wait for Batman to come. All right. The commissioner let, and doesn't call you. Uh, uh, 
you look into the night sky and see that the commissioner has turned on the bat signal. You will need to find out what he wants before it's too late. Go south. Uh, go south, Batman. Go south. The sewer opens up beneath you, and there is nothing around except for some rats. The sewers can be tricky places, so try not to get lost down here. Ah. But when you enter the sewer, you see that it was all a trap set up by Crazy Cult. Some kind of crazy cult. Oh, <laughs> those crazy cultists. They're after something buried underground, and they seem to think that you'll help them find it. But they've already killed a lot of people, and now they're coming for you. Oh, it might be a, the cult of Ratcatcher? An actual villain. I believe it, yeah. The leader of the cult, a man named Ratcatcher, comes forth and says, We want what we came for. Okay, all right. That's not that. That doesn't really help me that much. We, I want what I came for, and I'm like, I just met you, Ratcatcher. I don't know what you want. Do you want to not be in the sewers? Do you want to be in the sewers? Do you want cheese? Because with a name like Ratcatcher, it seems like you need a lot of cheese. I know who you are. He then stabs at you with his knife. Oh, okay. You block the attack and knock him back into the water. What do you want? <laughs> okay, this is a little odd of an answer. We only wanted to offer you a job, Ratcatcher replies. <laughs> In the sewers, that's how we offer jobs, stab at you with a knife. Ratcatcher was in the uh, Suicide Squad film? Ah, I did not know. Was he one of the ones that was eliminated early on? Was he the rat-looking thing? I don't even know. Still haven't watched it yet. I got a big backlog of things I need to see. I'm going to ask, I, I'm curious, you ask the rat catcher, what is the job? Do you want me to be the Batman of the sewers? Rat catcher replies, our master wants to open a gate between our world and yours. Damn, okay. You tell him, why would I ever help you? Rat catcher says, he needs someone who knows how to use the key. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like something I would want to do normally, but you know, this is the day. This is the day that's different. You know, Batman's gonna say yes. Okay, Batman's gonna help Ratcatcher open a portal to a different world, and then he's gonna go like, "I didn't realize it was a rat god who wanted to eat all the people." Ratcatcher uh, rat holds out his hands. He actually had a big role in the film. Oh, really? I know Polka Dot Man had a big role in the film. Ratcatcher holds out his hands and shows you the key. It looks like a small metal box. You say, how does this thing work? Yeah, have you tried turning the key? Good point, off-kilter. Ratcatcher says, it is magic, and it will unlock any door. <laughs> you take the key and throw it away. As the key hits the ground it fits in perfectly to a secret keyhole uh, slightly under the sewer water it opens it opens a gate it opens an interdimensional gate and you see dot 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 the other side it is a strange place 
full of monsters and creatures that you don't recognize. Ooh. I'm going through, you say. Mama, I'm coming home. The gate closes behind you, and you are suddenly standing in another dark room. Hmm. You are blinded by a flashing light, and then you are face to face with... The enemy. You see a huge monster, covered in fur and wielding a sword. It seems to be wearing a mask. A bit presumptive to assume that's the enemy. In his eyes, he probably thinks you're the enemy, Batman. The creature raises its sword high above its head and shouts, You cannot escape. You pull off a gadget from your bat utility belt. A flashlight. Ha ha! You turn really it on and aim the beam at the beast. The monster roars as the light burns it, but it doesn't seem hurt. You shout, that won't stop me. Yeah, that won't stop me. My failed attempt to stop you won't stop me from stopping you twice. You pull another gadget from your bat belt. A. Okay, that... Rope. You tie the monster's feet together. You know, sometimes all you need is low-tech solution. You know, flashlight and rope, you know. Batman's got, like, plasma grenades and weird, uh... Mask obviously equal to memory. Pull out your bat gun. That fires live bats? Oh, that, oh, that fires fruit bats. <laughs> That'd be crazy. We might as well. He's tied up now. We could just go... Hope you like birds. Did Robin stay at home? Yeah, I think this is a Robinless mission. You then climb onto the creature's back and wrap the rope around its neck. Whoa, Batman, come on, man. You pull the rope tight and the monster falls to the floor. Not nah, cool, Batman. He was already tied up. We don't have to choke him to death. You pull out your bat gun that shoots fruit bats and fire. The monster struggles to free itself. The monster is just like annoyed. Let's just be hit by like fruit bats at a very low velocity. And he's just like, oh, what the? The monster pulls you off its back and throws you across the room. Ah! You land hard on the stone floor and feel something sharp digging into your chest. Mm. You manage to stand up and see that the monster is pulling a dagger out of your chest. Oh, no. Uh, you say... Monster, please. I am a vigilante in my world. Please spare my life. The monster ignores you and continues stabbing you. Yeah, I ain't you fall for to that the one. ground, unable to move. How often do I hear that from people that go through my portal? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't say he stabbed us first, so he's just like, "Oh, there's a dagger already in your shoulder." You hear a voice in your ear saying. If you die, you will never be able to return to your own world. Oh, maybe some rat catcher wisdom. You gain a sudden burst of strength and energy and push the monster back. You pull out your ultimate weapon. A giant fist made of rubber. <laughs> Yes, this is what this is my secret weapon. It's not for anything else. It's a giant fist made of rubber. Uh, why are you staring at me like that? The monster pushes you back and you slam into the wall. 
the monster grabs you and lifts you into the air. You shout, my hero. Is this about to get x-rated? You throw the rubber fist, the giant rubber fist, into the monster's mouth. And it begins to choke. Uh, this is skirting the lines of vulgarity. The monster falls to the ground and does. Yeah, and does. You feel yourself waking up. You wake up in a bed in a strange room. You look around and see that you are lying in a hospital bed. Classic. Classic AI-generated trope. You see Ratcatcher and Robin. Well, let's just do Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher might be our future Robin. You see Ratcatcher sitting next to you. Excited that you have finally woken up. Ratcatcher says, you are alive. Yes, I am. Good, good. You ask, where am I? The bat fist is an underrated gadget. Yeah, I wonder why it was cut from the show. Ratcatcher replies, this is a secret location that we set up for our experiments. You notice a bright green fluid entering your arm and ask, what kind of experiments? Super soldiers! Ratcatcher says, we were trying to make a new form of life that could survive on our planet. Okay. You ask, and how did that go? <laughs> Ratcatcher says, well, it didn't work very well. I appreciate the candid, uh, honest answer, Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher points to the other side of the room with all the failed experiments. <coughs> Survive on the planet you're currently on. Yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. Throw you right into the fire there. A woman walks in and says, Oh dear, what happened here? Oh dear. Oh, here we go. These are all the failed experiments. That, that's what I wanted. A rat-like creature with two heads. Not completely out of normal. A mouse-sized insect. That's kind of creepy. A tiny fish with no legs. <laughs> fish normally have legs here? A human baby. <laughs> what the fuck is with the human baby? Everything else is like a normal experiment. You ask, what happened to these things? Yes, tell me please. <laughs> okay, why, Ratcatcher, do you have a human baby in here? Ratcatcher says, they weren't ready yet. You ask, but why did they try to kill me? Ratcatcher says, they were just experimenting. Okay, I feel like you're abusing that word, you know? You can't just say they were experimenting and expect it to not get some form of retaliation. You ask, so what now? Ratcatcher hands you the human child, and you name it, Robin. This is how it all began. Ratcatcher says, Robin is a boy. He can do many things. The human baby's a failed experiment. Let's not go into further detail, yeah. You ask, what sort of things? Ratcatcher says, he is smart and clever, but also a bit clumsy. Uh-huh. I bet. Hold on, let me make this font a little bit darker for YouTube chat here. One second. Robin the Boy Blunder. Oh, yeah. You expand his name to 
Robin, the boy blunder. You say, I know you're busy, so I'll let him live here with us. <laughs> Ratcatcher says, he will need to learn how to walk before he leaves. Oh yeah, that's probably pretty important. You know, I go on a lot of crime, uh, I'm in a lot of, you know, dark alleys, and I can't have a baby just crawling it through broken glass and needles. I mean, it wouldn't look good for me. I wouldn't be a good uh, caretaker. You ask, can you teach me how to do that? Can you teach me how to teach a baby how to walk? Uh, you know, uh, it's an experiment, I guess. Anything's possible. Let's see. How do we teach? You teach Robin how to walk by... Showing him how to use a step stool. Okay, I imagine he's using it like a baby walker. Like he's just using the step stool as a crutch. I'm like, eh, well, the baby's walking, baby's walking. Good enough for me. You show Robin how to use a step stool to practice walking. There we go, yeah. After a few minutes, Robin is able to walk on his own. But he's walking right into like end tables and he's hitting his head on the <laughs> cabinet doors. This is an experiment in the loosest sense of the word. Yeah, I guess so. You then take Robin to a nearby park where you show him how to play with other children. All right, yeah. You notice Robin exhibit the following strange behaviors. What you doing, Robin? This isn't normal for a human baby. Whoa. You watch as Robin runs and jumps and throws himself against a tree trunk. Uh-oh, blunder. B blunder boy. Robin is getting better at this game, but he still isn't quite sure about how to get down safely. How high does he jump? You tell Robin that if he wants to reach the top of a tall tree, he should jump up and... Oh, why are we encouraging this bad, bad behavior? Grab the lowest branch, then swing himself up. All right, I guess it's it's exploring his, like, acrobatic prowess. I guess that's a weird failed experiment, baby. Robin tries it again. He manages to catch hold of the branch, but when he swings himself up, he loses his grip and oh, falls no. to the ground. Oh, my God, this isn't going to look good to the other parents in the park. You rush to catch Robin before he hits the ground. You scoop Robin up in your arms and carry him back to the house. Every time he's hitting the tree, a big pow animation appears. Yeah. <laughs> Bang! Zoom! Zang! Zoop! You set Robin down on the couch and he looks at you curiously. You ask, how was that? Oh, Robin can talk now, apparently. Robin asks, did I hurt myself? Well, the tree's splintered up now, so I guess you beat the tree. You shrug and say, yes? You explain, sometimes falling from a great height can hurt. <laughs> I, I would love if the 60s Batman had that as an actual PSA at the end of an episode. You know, Batman jumps from tall buildings, but sometimes falling from a high height can hurt. It can kill. Don't do what Batman does. Robin nods. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but you were... <laughs> you just gotta teach a baby. You know, sometimes you gotta be heavy-handed with the message. You then notice that Robin has begun playing with a toy robot that you bought him. Oh, no. 
Robin. Robin is able to transform the toy into a... Oh. New shape. You watch as Robin takes the robot apart and puts it back together again. Oh, well, there you go. He's a hacker. Little hacker. Little uh, robot hacker. You ask, why don't you take the robot outside to play? Robin says, I think I'm done. <laughs> that robot costs $400, though. And you're done with it already? Like the Sonic Says PSA about Nat riding inside a washing machine. Yeah, it's like, clearly, <laughs> kids don't do that. A kid can't turn it on. I guess just going inside the washing machine. Yeah. All those front loader parents having to be like, hey, don't put your kid inside a washing machine. It's like, was that an actual worry? Like, did that actually happen? Or was it kind of like people eating Tide Pods? It was just kind of like the news got a hold of something and they were like, you know what? This is, uh, we should blow this out way out of proportion in case kids are actually doing this. Uh, you take Robin, you, uh, you look into the sky and notice the bat signal again. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, we're doing AI generated TV, Dr. Frankenstein. So we're doing, we're about to start a new episode. We're playing, uh, we're doing sixties Batman right now. You look in the sky and notice the bat signal. You take Robin. You take baby Robin with you. You take Robin to the roof and point towards the distant city lights. You ask, do you see those lights? They are the stars. Okay, now we're just straight up lying to him. Robin asks, are they like the ones in my storybook? You say, yes. And in order to keep those stars lit, you need justice. Oh no, what's wrong, Dr. Frankenstein? Did you fall in? You ask, who is justice? Robin asks, is it a real person? You say, justice is everywhere. It protects all living things. Batman appeared in a few episodes of Sesame Street where he did PSAs about stuff like crossing the street and having clean windows. That seems like such a, a New York thing. Robin asks, will justice come save me? You nod. Okay, I think that's a good end to the episode. You say, yes, justice will always protect you. <laughs> Robin asks, how can I find justice? You say, it's not easy, but I promise you will be safe. Ends with a good message. Alright, AI generated, 60s Batman. Let's start a new episode. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're changing up the format here. We're doing, instead of, uh, basing an AI-generated episode on one series, you can suggest a series. So if you're watching right now, and you have a AI-generated TV show idea, could be anything. Could be a new game show, could be an existing sitcom, could be anything. We just did AI-generated 60s Batman, so... Whatever you want to watch, AI-generated X-Men cartoon, AI-generated whatever. If you can think it, drop it in the comments right now and we'll do it. Oh, perfect. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay. AI-generated JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
bizarre adventure, which I have been watching a lot of, and uh, I am thoroughly enjoying. You are, uh, you are part of the Joestar family. Your generational nemesis is a man named Dio. You are the newest Joestar. Your name is Joey Joestar. Okay. Joseph, you live in a large house with your father and mother. Your father is an excellent cook, but he has no talent for business. He spends most of his time drinking. I am going to assume that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has nothing to do with Mojo JoJo. No, not at all. (laughs) I think, isn't there a Joey Joestar? Joseph Joestar? Well, we're we're going by Joey. There could be a second generation. You notice that when you get into fights, your stand comes to your aid. Your stand, name go. Uh, your stand goes by the name. He's the main character for part two, but he's in parts three and four. Ah, okay. The stand. Oh. The stand can come out at night or during the day. It's made from sturdy oak wood. <laughs> its surface is covered with dark brown leather. A red cloth belt runs around its waist. <laughs> Our stand is like an actual nightstand. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I can imagine we're like going up against some like poison laser shark stand and we're like all right yeah our stand is footstool go go footstool (laughs) sturdy oak use your comfortable sit attack your mother doesn't have the heart to tell you uh no no well well yeah okay your mother doesn't have the heart to tell you blank this but she also knows that your father is going to drink himself to death soon she wants to sell the house and move somewhere else but she can't do it alone you're not sure how much money they'll need but you know they'll need more than just enough to buy a new place so you've been looking for work okay you have found some odd jobs here and there but none of them pay well at least you've got a steady income coming in every month. Take your father's alcohol so he can't drink it anymore. You know what? This is strangely character for the JoJo plot. Yeah, I think so. This is setting up. You take your father's alcohol so he can no longer drink. And you hide it in your stand. You take the opportunity to go on a few dates with women who interest you. Joseph Joestar, very, uh, very good-looking guy. One day, you wake up early and head out to look for work. As you walk through town, you spot someone you think might be able to help. Okay. As you get closer, you see the lights dim, and you feel your skin... Uh, get cold you uh you are face to face with the man it's Dio (laughs) 
yeah, exactly. Uh, we're we're mind linked off kilter. <laughs> you thought it was a hot day, but it's actually me, Dio. What do you want? Asks Dio. <laughs> uh, way to take all the steam out of Dio, Dio. I'm looking for work. You say. Dio laughs and turns away. Not interested, says Dio. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Why over. not? Dio says, because your bloodline is tainted, Joey Joestar. You try to keep your temper under control. Okay, but then we lose our temper anyway. How dare you, you shout. How dare you. If I was anyone else, you'd be dead right now. Says Dio. <laughs> I think he meant the opposite. <laughs> he said, "If it was anybody else, you you would not be dying." So what if I am? <laughs> you summon your stand, and Dio summons his a long sword appears in his hand. Okay, he's got a sword stand. Now we both have our weapons out. Now let's settle this once and for all. No thanks, you say. Uh, come on, Joey Joestar, don't blue balls the audience like that. You notice that your stand has appeared and is pointing at Dio's sword. <laughs> you turn and hear your stand say, Wow. Kill him. <laughs> Alright. If my... If my foot stand didn't say that, I wouldn't have done it. But you know what? You pissed off my uh, my end table, and now you're going to get it. What did you say? Asks Dio. Nothing, you reply. Oh, God. You notice that your stand has disappeared. Ah. You look back at Dio. He seems confused. Uh, suddenly, your stand... Reappears and catches Dio by surprise. Your your stand is is very quick and able to comfortably comfortably be a seat for Dio. Do sit down in my stand. You sit down on your stand. Ah, now we're sitting on his lap? Now you've gotten me angry, says Dio. I didn't mean to, you say. Dio looks at you strangely. Dio shouts, Zawaldo! And time stops. You are frozen in your s on top of your stand. Hug Dio. Sit, 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 sit! Oh, yeah. You notice Dio standing over you, about to sit. Dio shouts, sit, 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 as he repeatedly sits on you. You fall off your stand and hit the ground hard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is like a... Uh, I can imagine this existing too. You pick yourself up and start walking away. 
Like if they got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to do like a art band commercial or something, like or a furniture store. Stop! Shouts Dio. You stop and turn around. That's better, says Dio. <laughs> Dio, you notice your legs are. Uh oh, unsteady. Unsteady. You take a deep breath and ask, "What happened?" I'm not really sure, says Dio. You ask, but you said something to make my stand attack me. Dio grins, and again, says, Zawodo! Time freezes, and Dio approaches you with, dot dot dot. His sword. Uh-oh. You were lucky I wasn't trying to kill you, says Dio. Yeah, I noticed, you say. Dio raises his sword above his head and swings it down. Whoa! You close your eyes, but nothing happens. When you reopen them, you notice your stand has counterattacked using <laughs> sword and shield opposites. A shield. You watch as Dio's sword bounces off the shield and returns to his hand. Dio! Dio glares at you, but then smiles. I guess you can fight after all, says Dio. You pick up your stand like a shield and continue to fight. Oh, now we, now we have a sword, apparently. You swing your own sword at Dio. You're getting slow in your old age. Says Dio. I'm only 30, Dio. And you're still a little drunk. You say. You swing your sword again and miss. Hmm. You notice a giant steamroller. In a nearby construction yard. This is what stance would probably be like. Everyone would be a buff, punchy dude. But you'd probably get a magic chair or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fine craftsmanship. I have the most comfortable stand ever. Isn't there like thousands of stand users? Yeah. It's just like somebody's got to have the chair one. Only makes sense that a future Joestar would do it. You know there's a giant steamroller in a nearby construction yard and pick it up. You fly into the air and try to land on Dio. You managed to land on the top of the steamroller. Okay. Uh, well, it did, I don't think it really got what I was trying to do, but... Dio tries to push you off. You hold on tight and shout, Z.A. Wurdo. <laughs> Z.A. Wurdo. Tom resumes and Dio falls backwards onto the pavement. Aha! We can, we can say it too. Your stand transforms into your human form and walk towards Dio. Okay. It's over, you say. Dio gets up and says, yes, it is. You notice his hands are shaking. You decide to have mercy on Dio and walk away. As you walk away, though, Dio reveals a poison dagger. And throws it at you, at your back. 
You spin around and dodge the dagger. Don't worry, I won't kill you, says Dio. Aha! Never show mercy to Dio. You notice the poison on your body. You turn and run away from Dio. The poison starts to take effect, and you feel the following side effects. You notice your vision is blurry. You trip and fall. You crawl towards the door. You notice your legs are unsteady. You fall asleep and wake up in bed. You wake up and see that your legs no longer work. However, your stand has evolved to compensate and has transformed into a ornate wheelchair ornate wooden wheelchair our stand is now a sit <laughs> you notice your arms are paralyzed and your legs don't move <laughs> okay well this would have worked if we were just paralyzed and not quadriplegic quadriplegic there we go that's what you hear a knock on the door come in you say oh a woman enters the room a woman she says hi the woman immediately swoons over you you smile and she collapses on the floor <laughs> help me she says you try to lift her up but you can't i also love that they acknowledge that like uh joseph joestar like the dad is like tanning on a boat and he's like, aren't you, like, hot in that leather jacket? He's like, no, not not actually. <laughs> and then the other guy's wearing, like, a green multi-piece suit. It's like, what the? It's like 100 degrees out here. Oh, God, says the woman. You say, I would normally. But I am paralyzed now. Yes, yes, I know says the woman how long will this paralysis last maybe the woman's ask. a nurse for the rest of your life says the woman what how do you know that what do i need to do to get rid of it the woman says you must kill dio it is the only way i'm sorry but i can't do that you say <laughs> yeah I... why not asks the woman well, uh, when I was fully not paralyzed, I barely escaped with my life. And I almost defeated them. But now that I'm fully paralyzed, I don't see any <laughs> any chance. Because I am paralyzed now, yeah, you say. I mean, it's just like, look at me. But you just said you could kill him. Alright, we could do this, though. You come, then it hits you. You know exactly how... You can kill Dio. All you need is to dot dot dot. Wait for him to come home tonight. You ask, will he be coming home soon? I'll just say yes. Let's get rid of all that. All I gotta do is wait for him to come home. Dio enters his house and doesn't notice you. You have spiked all his food. With poison. Dio goes to make a, a, a late night snack. 
How did you like that peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You wait until he finishes eating. Mm-hmm. You enter his bedroom and sit down next to his bed. You place a pillow under your head so you can pretend to be sleeping. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dio puts his arm around you and starts kissing you. Um, <laughs> you look at your poison container and realize you accidentally covered all of Dio's food with a love potion. Uh-oh. MMM, you taste good, says Dio. Um... <laughs> You kiss D.I.O. back. Oh! Are you going to eat me or fuck me? You ask. <laughs> we gotta put the eject button on there. D.I.O. laughs and says, I think we both know what I want. <laughs> Alright. Rule rule 43 on uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Done. Checked off the list. <laughs> I assume I wasn't the first and I assume I won't be the last. Let's, uh, let's get here that took a turn all right what's up <clears throat> this will be the last episode for today's stream can i get a suggestion of ai generated tv if you're just tuning in uh we're using novel ai to generate text it's like a text adventure where you could say anything and we're using it to generate some ai generated tv okay so it could be anything we could uh, come up with an episode of a new game show. It could be your favorite Saturday morning cartoon. It could be something new. Just throw a suggestion out there. If you were watching AI generated TV, what channel would you turn to? What uh, We just did 60s Batman and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So we could do AI generated uh, British baking show even. Who knows? It, if you're watching and you have an idea of something, just throw it in chat and we'll do it. I'm just surprised the 60s Batman one didn't get sexual. And the JoJo one, it held off for a long time until it uh, hit the turn there. It hit off right until the end there. Anybody on Reddit or YouTube can throw it on suggestion. I am all ears. It could be AI-generated Sesame Street. It could be AI-generated Muppet Show. AI-generated Jersey Shore. Although I don't know many of the characters from that. I might have to cheat and look them up. AI-generated Star Trek Next Gen. Okay. I'm down. Let's do it. You are Captain Jean-Luc Picard. How do you spell this? Jean-Luc. Captain Jean-Luc. Oh, shit. Picard of the SSS of the Starship Enterprise. <coughs> you are enjoying a day in the holodeck when suddenly Jordy comes over the intercom and says, Captain, I need you. I need you. Yes, you say. I'm not sure how to explain this, he says, sounding very nervous. What is it, you ask? Ah. It's my brother. It's my brother I've never talked about in any of the episodes. You rush to sickbay 
and see Jordy sitting next to his brother named Michael. They both look pale and tired. Well, seems normal for the Starship Enterprise. What, you, you're suffering from pale tiredness? Michael, you say. Are you okay? What happened? We were attacked by some kind of giant creature, he replies. And then we fell into the sea. Okay. You asked Dr. Crusher. Is it some sort of sea illness? She looks at him for a moment before saying, No, it was definitely a monster attack. The two of them just had an encounter with one. Okay, so his bones are broken. You feel like you're going insane as you try to make sense of what they've said. <laughs> you ask Michael, What did the creature look like? He shakes his head. I don't know, he says. It was huge and purple. And really fast. Oh, okay. Interesting. It looked like a squid or octopus, okay. says Jordy. Come on, Jordy. You're the science officer, right? I mean, you should know these things. I guess engineering doesn't really translate to biology. You beam the creature on board and attempt to make uh, and attempt diplomacy. Hello there, you say. My name is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise. We mean no harm. <laughs> this would actually be a great episode. The creature turns towards you and roars loudly. You jump back and hit your head against the wall behind you. I mean, they kind of they kind of go into this like kind of stuff with like the Borg. But what about a giant fucking monster that only wants to eat and kill? Like, what are you going to do with that, John Luke? Just run away? The cure's inside its brain, though. So we're going to have to kill this creature. It's the only way to make Jordy's brother not paralyzed anymore. What do you... I, I love the moral quandaries, too. Yeah, it's just like, what do you do? Get scared and fly away? You stick... You throw yourself back. Yeah, <laughs> You stick with diplomacy tactics. Only this time you are more stern in your tone. Do you speak English? You demand. Do you speak English, creature? The creature roars again and you can hear the sound of something large thrashing around. Uh-oh. Please, you say. Stop that. Suddenly the creature stops moving and you realize it has stopped breathing. Probably should have beamed you into a giant tank of water now that I'm looking back at this diplomacy talk. Ooh. You realize the creature has asphyxiated because you beamed it out of the water. Have Crusher give the <laughs> Yeah. You rush the creature to sickbay. Where Dr. Crusher attempts CPR. Michael, she shouts. Stay with me. Okay, she's... You're doing CPR on the wrong thing. You watch helplessly as Michael's body goes limp. Oh, Michael is like psychically linked to the creature somehow. Damn it, you whisper. Why didn't I bring a defibrillator? You realize 
Michael and the creature are somehow linked. You ask Dr. Crusher to save the creature. And when it is stable, you realize that Michael has also come back to a stable condition. Wesley, kill it. Yeah. Wesley, shoot it. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. I think he'll be okay now. You see. Dr. Crusher smiles and gives you a hug. Thank goodness, she says. Oh, oh come on, Picard, this is not over yet. You beam back to the start, Seth, and you are back in the holodeck. The start, Seth? You say, computer, start, program. Random encounter dot. Random encounter. A door opens up in front of you, and you step through into a dark room filled with swirling mist. You hear the sound of footsteps approaching from behind you and turn around to see a ghostly figure coming towards you. But this isn't normal. Instead of a scantily clad version of Dr. Crusher, you see the monster. You see the squid monster. Hi, you say. I'm Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise. Ah. Who are you? I am called Gossamax, the creature replies. Gossamax, interesting. Gossamax. You say, that's quite a name. Do you mind if I call you Gossamer? Power play by Picard. Go ahead, she says. I would prefer that. Oh, you're a she, are you? Okay then. You say. Gossamer tells you that she has hacked the holodeck program to continue the talks of peace. She has been living here for a long time and has watched humans and aliens interact. Mm -hmm. But she knows the truth about the humans. Uh oh, you do? Well, I'm going to have to kill you then. You know who we really are. You say... Uh-oh. Yes, she says. Gossamer tells you the hidden truth about humans. That they have built an entire civilization inside their own minds. Whoa, Matrix! That they believe everything they experience is real and anything outside of their imagination is simply imagined. Huh? You've lived in your imaginary world for so long that you've forgotten what reality is like, oh, you say. Oh, no, no, this is just the holodeck. I can leave here anytime. You realize that you have been in the holodeck for way longer. Uh, you realize that you have been in the holodeck for the past 20 years. What? The past 20 years? I'm not sure I understand, you say. Humans are not alone, she explains. There are many other creatures in our universe, but they are all locked away in cages of their own creation. Interesting, okay. You realize that the human race must all be trapped in these holodeck-like prisons. You attempt... To, uh, you ask the monster 
for help escaping and the and Gossamer agrees. She asks Gossamer for help escaping the hollow deck and Gossamer agrees. Let us show you the way out, Cheese says. You follow her down a corridor and open up a door to see the world beyond. You stand on the edge of a cliff and look down into a vast ocean below. Okay. You leap off the cliff into the ocean and wake up. You find yourself standing in a cave lit by flickering firelight. A strange creature sits in the middle of the cave, staring at you with glowing red eyes. Who are you? It asks. The creature looks like... A giant squid. Okay. Its tentacles hang over the sides of the cave and its face is covered with a hard shell. My name is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise, you say. That's right. Enterprise, the creature repeats. You are one of them. One of whom, you ask. The humans, the creature says. Mm. You demand to see the other humans. The creature hesitates before saying, follow me. You follow the creature through a tunnel and into another cave. Inside, you see two figures lying on the ground. One is a small humanoid wearing armor and carrying a sword. Okay. And the other? The other is a massive blue creature that resembles a whale. Okay, big boy. Well, one of these is human. What are you doing here? The armored figure demands. We were trying to escape, you say. Escape? The whale speaks up and says, What's better than living in a dream? I don't know, you say. Can you tell me? No, the armored man says. But I can give you this. He takes a ring from his finger and holds it out to you. You see an, an inscription on the ring that reads, To my high school crush. Ring of the Wanderer. Okay. This ring will take you anywhere you want to go, it, the armored man wow, says. Overpowered, really. Where do I want to go, you ask? Anywhere, the armored man says. You think real hard. Is this Q? You know what? It could be. This could be a Q episode, secretly Q. You think real hard and are transported, transported to the one place in the universe that you want to be at most. <laughs> okay. The beach. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the Enterprise or something, but no. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard is just a beach bum now. You are walking along the sand. Looking out over the ocean. Okay. It was either wine garden or beach, I guess. This is my home, you say. <laughs> it is, the armored man asks. You explain that this is where you came from, <coughs> and the last thing you remember was waking up in the holodeck. Ah, uh, yeah. How did you get out, the armored man asks. I followed Gossamax, you say. She took you to the real world, he asks. Yes, you say. AI is being spot on with its recollection of what happened. You notice the armored figure transform 
into Q. You are the captain of the Enterprise, Q says. Yes, you say. Whoa, here we go. Q tells you that he created the holodeck program and the human race. What? He says that the only way to escape the holodeck is to let everyone forget about the dream world and start again. Q asks, is that really what you want? And you nod. Yes, you say. Q tells you that the first step is to convince the other humans that they have forgotten who they really are. Wow. So you want to trick them into thinking they're still dreaming? I guess. Yes, Q says. And how would I do that, you ask? By showing them what it's like to live in the real world, Q says. Okay. Uh, I, th I think I know. You nod. And begin to fart in the faces of humans you want to wake up. This is how you get, you know, this is how you realize you're not in a dream anymore when you could smell a rancid fart right point blank in your face. What's wrong with you? A woman shouts. <laughs> He's got gas, another man says. He's gone mad. Get him out of here, a third man yells. <laughs> As we wake up the first couple people, all the ones that are already awake are like, what the fuck are you doing? John Luke, are you squatting over sleeping people and farting it right in their face? You turn around to see a group of people staring at you. It is the only way. I only have to do this a uh, hundred billion times. You're not real, a woman says. Oh, oh, whoa. They are dressed in costumes and holding wands. Interesting. Some wizard, some wizarding folk. Of course we're real, you say. <clears throat> I'm telling you, you're just a figment of our imagination, she oh, says. Yeah, so you imagine me farting in your face? And she's like, good point, this is real. This is totally real. He's gone missing for over 20 years, and then he comes back just to fart in people's faces. <laughs> I guess that's what you could call Picard. <laughs> uh, that, and they were trying to find something for CBS All Access. <laughs> you convinced the woman that no human would voluntarily dream about someone farting point blank in their face it's illogical that's disgusting she says yeah you agree i think you'd rather be dead some real gaslighting he's like well i could have let you die it was either it was fart in your face or died she's like i think there might be another option nope why would anyone ever want to die she asks well if you were actually alive you say you wouldn't have to deal with this crap <laughs> now we're going in some weird logic circle here. You convince the others to fart in people's faces, into the s sleeping people's faces. And eventually, you have woken up all the humans on this planet. Oh, thank God, the woman says. You're finally awake, the man next to her says. We thought we were trapped forever, the man says. But now that you're awake, we can start again, 
the woman says. All right. You name this new land. Earth. Mm, I was thinking Fart City, USA. Oh, whoa, whoa. Making babies. Uh, Earth is not what I want. Okay. Hold on. Let's see. You name this new land. Fart. And then we'll see. Fart star. <laughs> Come on. You name this new land fart. The last AI generated fart based city didn't go well. I'm trying to remember what it was. Okay. I could, I could deal with this one. Land. Fart land. What should we call ourselves? The woman asks. <laughs> okay. We could call ourselves the farts. You say. I mean, it did save the human race. Farts. The woman asks. Yeah, you say. All right. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. We, save, uh, we saved the human race by farting in each other's faces. It only makes sense. This is a commentary on uh, what's happening now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for watching, everyone. I hope you had a good holidays. If you're new, give us a follow. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter. Follow on Reddit. Uh... We'll be back to our regular Twitch streams tomorrow with the crew. I I have been doing this alone for the holidays, but uh, normally I stream with two other guys, uh, two other Detroit area comedians. And uh, yeah, have a great day too. Uh, join the Discord, submit your prompts, and see you tomorrow for on Twitch. Bye, ho, wee, way, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. And see you next week for more AI-generated TV. I'll be doing this again on YouTube. Uh, so this will be the Sunday thing. So I won't be streaming during the week uh, on YouTube. Uh, but maybe I will. Who knows? Maybe I'll peek in there every once in a while. But I won't do any planned streams. Sunday is the only YouTube planned stream. I got to just get a calendar together so I uh, could just point people to that. Anyway, bye, hope we See you tomorrow for... More AIPD, AI-generated adventures. Bye, ho, wee, way.